Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Absolutely Podcast. We've been a little bit MIA lately, and I apologize for that. It has been a very chaotic couple of months. Um, Amelia went home for a while to be with her family, and she doesn't live near where we live, so she went home for a bit just because it made more sense. And I was traveling for the holidays. And we were going to record last weekend and I ended up being out of town. We were going to record this weekend and she's out of town. So our schedules aren't really aligning. Um, We have a ton of amazing episodes that we really want to record with some really cool guests. And I'm super excited to hopefully get to record those soon. But it's been definitely something that I've almost been putting off, which is... Kind of, I guess, part of why I wanted to do this particular episode. Um, Today's episode is going to be a bit about feeling lost and reconnecting to yourself and who you are. Um, Something that I've really been struggling with lately is knowing what's actually me and who I am versus what is an idealistic version of myself that's based on qualities or traits, or goals um, of those that I admire, of my friends who are doing really awesome things, or my family who are doing awesome things, who have different values than me, but who I really aspire to be like, or who I admire, or um, an idealistic version of myself based on what society deems successful, happy, normal, uh, all that stuff. And it's been really interesting because I think I've done a ton of growth in the last couple months. I mean, even from when we started this podcast until now, I think I am just kind of on a whole different journey in terms of trying to figure out what makes me happy and what brings me joy and how I like spending my time and investing my energy into and the things that I want to be doing. And I think that's a really powerful journey, and I'm very proud of myself for taking the time to do this. But I also think that there are a lot of emotions that come along with that that don't feel necessarily great. And so it's kind of interesting because I can big picture understand that, you know, in the long run, I'm going to be so proud of myself for kind of taking the time to sit with my emotions and understand who I am or, I guess parts of who I am, but it's also lonely and full of a self-doubt and a bit shameful. And I don't want to have those feelings and I'm working really hard on self-love and positive reinforcement and affirmations because I know that the way I think is very powerful. But I also think that a lot of us probably have these feelings when we kind of embark on this journey of figuring out who we are. And I guess I just wanted to talk about it. Um, To give a little bit of detail, part of why I'm feeling this way is because I had what I expected to be. Well, okay. I went into today expecting it to be really a phenomenal experience. And I think I had a really great day, but not the way that I expected and I I didn't get out of what I thought I would get 
what I thought I would get. So I recently, just to be open and honest with everyone, in the last couple of months, I've had a ton of epiphanies, one might say, about myself and about my identity and about just some stuff that I didn't really know was a part of me. So I am half Mexican and half white. And I've struggled my whole life to kind of find who I am within that. There's a lot more to it than just that. Um, obviously, like my my dad's family has stuff. My mom's family has stuff. There's reasons why I feel disconnected from certain parts of my identity that are valid and that I've learned more about as I've gotten older. But I grew up in a really white community and I think I put on the role of someone who's white and it's almost taken me until now 23 years into my life through reading books through talking to my friends who are people of color who are mixed that the way that I'm feeling is and the the things that I'm experiencing and my thoughts on life you know, your race and your ethnicity and your identity have a direct effect on that. And so I'm kind of in a place where I'm realizing that I am mixed and I'm, I am Mexican. And even if I'm not maybe as Mexican as some would like or whatever, I am in fact mixed and I am not white, which is, I obviously knew that, but I think it goes deeper because I just adopted that mannerism and associated myself with all my white friends, um, my white community that I lost the, uh, I just didn't really understand that I was a little different. And I think on top of that, um, I am really trying to explore my sexuality a bit more and just enjoy like meeting new people, whoever they are, if they're cool, if I vibe with them anyway. So today I went to this event at El Rio in San Francisco, which is a gay bar, and it was called Mango, and that happens, I think, once a month or once every couple months, and it's basically just a big mixer for the queer community, and it was, I've been looking forward to it, so excited. Um, I have spent a lot of time going out in San Francisco, feeling, I mean, I'm getting my head of, ahead of myself a little bit in what I wanted to talk about. Um, I've spent a lot of time going out in San Francisco in the marina in North Beach where the community is really white and where people are pretty straight and that's fine and I had a lot of fun. I'm not knocking my experiences but I think I just always kind of felt like I wasn't gonna meet someone out and about and I also wasn't necessarily felt like I could be myself in those spaces so I was super excited to go to this bar today. I went with some of my friends who are queer and I have been looking forward to it. I was thinking about what I was going to wear and I went and it was really fun. It was, it was cool. There were people just being their true authentic selves, which is awesome. But I, I think I put expectations on myself to go to this gay bar go be with all these queer people and like feel my true authentic self to meet people, to have connections with people, to find people to date, like all this stuff. And 
I'm also not really drinking during January right now. I'm doing dry January um, here and there. It's mostly dry. But I guess, I don't know. I had a, it was, it was a fun day. It was an, it was a fun day in that I did something that I've never done before. I went to a gay bar with all these really amazing, beautiful, authentic, true people. And I danced and I had a burger and I, and I met people and yet I still, I didn't have any of these epiphany moments where I felt like I met someone so cool or I was attracted to everyone there. Like I didn't get a clear cut answer. I think a on like, am I gay or am I bi or whatever? Um, or whatever, like, am I queer? I mean, I think I, I think I am. So I, I think gender is also very fluid and sexuality is very fluid and I don't have to have an answer. I think life's a lot easier when we have answers though. So I guess I left feeling just a little lonely. I left feeling disappointed in myself. I left feeling like I was supposed to find this bar and have a a wonderful, amazing experience. Why didn't I? So it was just a really weird ball of emotions. And immediately, I mean, I'm so grateful to myself for kind of putting in this work to change that mindset. So I was able to kind of stop myself in my tracks and say, you know what? You are, you don't owe anyone an explanation on who you are and what you feel. All you can do is continue to unpack your feelings and your emotions and your experiences and just do things that feel okay and right in the moment. And that's okay if that's all that we have is does this feel okay right now? Um, And so I left and I was kind of like, you know what? I'm reframing this. I left. I went, which is amazing. I put myself out of my comfort zone. And the funny thing is, is deep down inside, like I know that I'm not going to, or it's very unlikely. I guess I'll never say never, but it's very unlikely that I will meet someone romantically at a bar. For me, that is just not how I think I see myself meeting someone. So it's funny because I, I put this pressure on myself and I feel shame when I go to bars or this bar particular and don't meet someone that I'm interested in. When in reality, I know in my heart that that's not how it is. But because I've, I've ingrained this idea in my brain that when you go out and you go to a bar, you're supposed to meet someone and find someone that you're attracted to and eyes lock and you go home together and it's such a fun night and, you know, you either never talk again or you start dating. Like, we've so romanticized this idea, I think, of going out and just bumping into somebody. And I think that works for some people. I'm not completely shutting down the idea of meeting someone because I think those random experiences totally happen. But I also think, especially when it comes to going out and movies have romanticized it, like meeting someone at a coffee shop randomly or just both reaching for the same gallon of milk at the grocery store or just being at a bar and finding some guy to go home with. If that's something that you enjoy or something that you found has led you to happiness, that is so cool. But I think because of that, we go out and we have these experiences and we're thinking that, you know, we're supposed to feel this way when we don't have that. Even if we know it's not what we want, we still feel shame. We feel like we're not attractive. We feel like, why didn't somebody hit on me? We feel all of these feelings 
And I'm working really hard on changing that narrative in my own head. And I guess I just wanted to talk a little bit about it here. Um, So that was kind of the first thing that I wanted to say. Like, especially with dating, it just feels like everyone around me particularly is doing this. And we've just really normalized it where, you know, you go out and you find someone, you go home with them or like everyone's on Hinge. And I am not in any way discrediting Hinge because I know some people who've met cool people on Hinge, who've met their partners on Hinge. I guess I'm just, we have, we live in a world where being in a relationship and being with someone and hooking up with someone and all this other stuff is so normalized. And so the expectation that when you go to bars and, you know, you're not meeting people and you're not necessarily having the time of your life, I guess it just... I don't want to go to bars anymore with the expectation or the feeling that I need to meet someone or that I failed because that's not the point of going out. The most fun times I've had going out at bars are when I don't give a shit who's watching me dance, when I'm not worried about if guys are looking at me or whatever. I'm just having a really fun time dancing with my friends. Um, And I guess that I just wanted to talk about that because I think... I think I have always felt like I'm the weird one out because I don't enjoy that. But I think in recent conversations with friends, a lot of people feel that way. So if you feel that way, you are not alone. If you think that all your friends feel this way or are loving their life doing these things, like maybe some of them are and that's great, but you will meet people how you will meet people and how it works for you. And the way that different people form connections is going to be different for everybody. So I guess that's just my reminder and what I experienced today where it was like, you know what, Kira, you did something cool and you're putting yourself out there and you're trying new things that are more aligned with who you are and the way that you feel and you're just exploring and that is okay and that's great and you don't really have to do anything or explain anything further than that. So I guess I'm just proud of myself for going today and for being okay with coming home at 7 p.m. to make tea and meatballs and watch the second half of Top Gun Maverick, which is what I really want to do. And I'm not going out and I am not going to check social media because I don't want to know what everyone else is doing because I do still have FOMO. I'm just choosing to honor the space that I'm in. And I left that bar today feeling a little lonely. And I knew that if I went out and that if I went and met my friends who are out, that I would just be covering up the way that I felt by shoving it down and, and pouring more social exertion onto it instead of coming home and I'm really thankful for this moment where I have this podcast because I'm able to have a creative outlet to just kind of explore my own thoughts so that was kind of one of the big things I wanted to talk about another thing that I wanted to talk about was just um something I've been struggling with is feeling like I used to be a lot friendlier and I used to have a lot easier time making connections with people and I don't even know what happened. I think a big part of what happened is COVID. Um, I used to be able to talk to anybody all the time about anything. 
I could connect with anyone. I wanted to talk to everybody. I wanted everybody to like me. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's part of it is now I'm, I'm learning to care less if people like me, but I was, I could connect with anyone, talk to anybody. The energy I put out, I think was pretty good. And I think what, when I realized that I don't necessarily do this is I went, I recently traveled and I went somewhere and I felt like it was so easy to just ask people things. Hey, do you know where I can go hiking? Hey, can you help me, you know, set this up? Or, hey, can you recommend me what your favorite thing on the menu is? And I just ended up in these genuine, cool conversations with people. And I just realized that I haven't been doing that lately. And I work in a space. Um, I mean, my job, I think I connect with my coworkers in, in, in my office, but even like I went to a training a couple months ago with my team and I, I think I was closed off to talking to new people and people that I didn't already know. And that's so unlike who I was before COVID. And in that way, I'm like, wait, do I, have I changed in a worse way because I'm more closed off to connecting with people? Does that mean that I no longer care about making superficial connections with people? Like there's this space of kind of not knowing if this is really who I am anymore or if I've just lost sight of who I am. Like it's kind of hard because I don't know. And I guess it's just, yeah, it's tough to kind of feel like I I am not putting out good energy or am I missing out on connecting with people because I'm not putting myself out there or am I too closed off to people? Do I not care anymore? Am I self-absorbed? There's all these questions that come along with this realization. And I've definitely just been struggling with that lately. And I think, again, kind of going back to just having these realizations about myself and about my identity, I'm like, wait, there's some spaces where I've been in my whole life that I don't actually feel that I fit in. Such as going out all the time in the marina. It's taken deep reflection months later to be like, why did I feel so uncomfortable in some of those spaces? Why did I feel like I had to put on a facade? And so I guess I'm thinking out loud a little bit, but now I'm like, wait, maybe I'm losing sight of who I am because I've been putting on some sort of fake confident. I mean, I am confident. (laughs) Gotta love yourself. But in the spaces where I don't necessarily feel that I can be myself, I put on a mask so that I can blend in. I can be a chameleon, as a, a person in my life recently told me I can be. And I think that there's a benefit to being adaptable to your situation. But I also think that makes it difficult when you're trying to find out who you really are. So I guess I just wanted to also explore that, especially because when that's the social circle that you're surrounded in and that's what you're seeing on social media, like you adapt to that. It's why we have influencers and why they're so powerful. Um, When you see people wearing a certain fashion line, like you want that, you think it's cute and we lose the ability to like find our own sense of style. And I mean, that's a kind of off the point, but it's that sort of thing where we see people doing a certain thing and we feel that we should be doing it. And if we see influencers, people that we admire doing something, we feel that we should be doing it. And I am very blessed that I have some phenomenal people in my life. I have some phenomenal friends, some phenomenal family, but sometimes it's challenging because I 
almost because the things that they're doing and the things that they're feeling are so profound to me. The way that they speak, um, the way that they carry themselves. I have some friends who are just so well-spoken and I can't, it's hard to decipher what is admiration in the sense that I want to carry myself like them. And then what am I doing to do that? That is untrue to me. Like, am I pursuing a passion that they have because I admire them? Or is this something that I'm actually also passionate about? And that can be a really tricky line to figure out. Like, I have friends who do certain things because they love it. So then I question, okay, well, you know, maybe you try it and you're wondering, do I do this because I love it? Or do I do this because my friend who I really admire loves it? And I guess in that regard, some of the things that I've just really been working on to, I guess, like combat that in a way is, I guess, like, one thing that works well for me is journaling. I'm very lucky in that I've learned to be more intuitive with my emotions and how I'm feeling. I think it's really important if we're able to, to sit in the uncomfortableness of our emotions and to first peel back, okay, what am I feeling, right? So today when I left the bar, for example, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling lonely, right? Those feelings. But then it's a step further of, okay, why am I feeling those things? And it's, okay, feeling those things because I didn't meet anybody at the bar. I'm feeling those things because I'm leaving at 5 p.m., on a Saturday, right? I'm heading home. And then it's a le- it's a layer further than that. I'm feeling lonely because and I'm feeling I'm feeling lonely because I didn't meet anyone at the bar because I have convinced myself that my worth comes from validation and affirmation from other people, right? Like that is a really painful and interesting and difficult truth to sit with and it's uncomfortable. Because I'm admitting that to myself, right? Like, I don't want to admit that I think that. I don't want to admit that I need that. Um, But when you're able to do that, now I can come home and say, okay, I'm feeling that way, but I know in my heart that that's not true. And I know that I'm amazing and fantastic and beautiful and kind and strong and caring and traveled and excited about learning new things and just because I didn't meet someone at a bar doesn't determine my worth but if I hadn't sat in the uncomfortableness of feeling those emotions I would have just gone on to the next thing I would have been out with my friends probably at dinner or drinking or something or going out and that's so that's you know if that had been the way that I chose to go life goes on but I'm choosing to sit in that uncomfortableness and that kind of those emotions that don't feel so good because I know that it's bettering me and it's bettering my confidence and my love for myself. And that to me is more important right now. So if you're able, I encourage you to peel back the layers of where you are in your life right now And that's going to require a lot of vulnerability. I know that I'm really asking you for some vulnerability, which is why I'm sharing kind of these ways that I'm feeling. Um, If you have a friend that you trust, a loved one that you trust, 
that's something that I do a lot. That'd be another tip that I have is I have some friends, similar, the same friends that I spoke of earlier who I admire, who I can call and just have such a deep connection with them that I, I can explain how I'm feeling and they know, like they know why I'm feeling that way. They know who I am to my core and I trust that they know who I am when I'm feeling a little bit lost. If I'm questioning myself or if I'm just feeling a certain way, I can trust that if I call them, if I talk to them and walk them through how I'm feeling, I'm going to get nothing but love and support back from them. Even if sometimes that means they call me on that stuff. Like let's say I called them and said, oh, I'm feeling this way and kind of tried to come up with the bullshit reason why I can trust that they know me and know that I want the truth from them in a nice way. I don't really take criticism. <laughs> I'm learning to take criticism well, but because it's from someone I trust, like I know that they'll get me and that they'll understand me and that they'll remind me of who I am. And I'm very thankful that I have those friendships in my life. So if you have a loved one that you feel you can be vulnerable with, um, a friend, a family, whatever, a journal, whatever it is, if you can learn to start peeling back those emotions I think it's really going to do you a lot of good and it's going to help you love yourself so much more. And I think also, and I think also it will just help you let go of the expectations that society has for you. Because if you can learn to, even if, even if you're like me, you're questioning a bit of who you are, who, what you want, if you're in the right career, like there's so many things that I think we question about ourselves and that's okay because growth is uncomfortable and growth is a never ending process to actually be able to say, you know what, like I, I am okay being single and on my own. Like, yeah, of course it'd be really nice to meet somebody and connect with somebody meaningfully, but I have friends and deep relationships that I admire and I love myself and I trust that the way that I spend my time and the things that I do even if I don't know exactly what I want to do in my life necessarily like I enjoy being on my own and there are things that I want to do and new experiences I want to have I want to learn more Spanish and I want to take a dancing class and I want to learn to be more expressive and I like yoga and all this stuff that to me you know, like it doesn't necessarily look like a picture perfect societal Instagram influencer's life who has it all together, but that to me is who I am and more meaningful and that is powerful. So I think that's like a tip that I have. I mean, not even a tip, but just something that I'm exploring. Um, along those same lines, I think what I've been relying on in this kind of process of not necessarily knowing who I am or if I've changed in the right ways or whatever. I mean, I think I've changed in a lot of really amazing ways, but in this terms of connecting with people way and questioning if I'm more closed off now or whatever, I think putting myself into spaces with people that I do have meaningful connections with is a really powerful thing. So again, my friends, um, calling them, being with them, my family, people that I trust, my work even, going into the office, which is a space where I know my friends, I know the people there, and it feels like a routine. You know, even if it's not necessarily what I want to be doing with my life forever, I have that comfort, that familiarity of that, and that feels good. Also, the gym for me, working out, exercise, walking, movement, yoga, whatever it is, that form of movement 
that is something I know that I like, even if it takes different forms, even if it's one day it's this and one day it's this. Um, that is something that I can rely on and lean back on to know I this is me, this is something that brings me joy. And finding just a few small things like that, reading, finding a really good book, even if that means like I'm rereading Harry Potter or whatever. I, I have a goal this year to read a lot of books and some of them are cool and nonfiction and, and inspirational or whatever. And then some of them are fiction and easy to read and I can breeze through them in a day. I just read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo in like a day and a half. And it's not necessarily historical, but it's a really great read. And that feels good too, to do something like that. I don't think we always have to be listening to like super educational podcasts or reading super educational texts or being super informed. I think that's amazing if you can be those things, but it's okay to kind of, it's like when in the Ted Lasso episode where, um, fucking Ron Kent, Ron Kent, Roy Kent, Roy Kent takes, um, the captain of the team who's having a really hard time just to like the neighborhood pitch and they just play soccer and he says this is why we started it right we put so much pressure on ourselves and we have so many expectations and we feel torn and we feel lost and we feel everything shame discomfort loneliness love passion excitement we are we are amazing because we're human and we feel all these things but it gets overwhelming so if you can find the things in your life that bring you joy even if it's Spending time with your family, calling your mom and just talking about whatever it is, cooking, um, trying a new recipe, going for a walk, painting, journaling, um, doing crossword puzzles, yoga, whatever it is that you, taking your dog for a walk, like connecting with people at the coffee shop, getting your daily coffee. Again, I mean, this goes kind of back to routine, the episode that me and Amelia did, but when I think when I feel a sense of unknowingness in who I am, I return to the things that I know bring me joy and peace. And that really helps to recenter me and the rest will come. I know that I can form connections with people and I'm trusting that the people I'm supposed to make connections with, our energies will match and it will happen naturally. I'm choosing to trust that. I'm putting that out in the universe. Good things are gonna come. And I'm excited about it. I'm thankful for it. And I'm letting, and and my last final kind of tip or whatever is I'm going to be kind to myself and I'm going to come up with love and affirmation and just surround myself in that because there are things that happen every single day that are going to knock our confidence, that are going to challenge our peace, that are going to, you know, it's just... There are things that are going to happen that you cannot control and all you can control is your reaction to it. And all you can control is being so full of self-love and self-trust and self-confidence which and gratitude, which are my huge words for 2023. Um, Amelia and I were going to do a New Year's kind of resolution check-in podcast, but that never happened. So a little insight into me. Those are, I did a whole affirmation podcast, manifestation podcast, um, intention podcast for 2023. And those are the words that I came up with, self-comp, overflowing and self-confidence, self-love, self-trust. If I can build an energy and an aura and rely on myself and the way that I speak to myself and the self-love that I have to myself, I know that I can overcome any sort of adversity because I am so 
confident in who I am. And that is going to take time because as I'm telling you right now, I'm struggling with who I am and what I want and all the different nuanced layers of my identity. And we haven't even talked about work, about where I want to live. Like there's so much more, the responsibilities I feel to my family. There's so much more to it than even what I'm talking about. But it's one thing at a time. And I know that I'm capable of making choices for myself that will bring me joy, even if they're challenging. So if you can find a way to just, even if it's like one thing a day that you, even if it's one thing a day that you tell yourself or put on your mirror, my words that I have for this year, overflowing with gratitude, self-love, self-trust, those three things are on my mirror every day. I don't say them to myself every day, but it's there and I see it. And I'm learning to just be proud of who I am every step along the way. And there's actually something that I want to read to you. Up silly little, not silly, they're not silly, but I've found like quotes or um, it, this is silly. I get care of, which sends me my vitamins that are like packaged for me every day. And there are little quotes on them. And if I like one that I see, I'll put it up on my wall. And it's kind of silly, but this is one that I found in a store in New York when I was visiting my friends. And I just thought that this was so cool. So I'm going to read the quote to you. It says, patience, child, patience. Remember, life is a journey. If you got everything you wanted all at once, there'd be no point to living. Enjoy the ride. And in the end, you'll see these setbacks as giant leaps forward. Only you couldn't see the bigger picture in the moment. Remain calm. All is within reach. All you have to do is show up every day, stay true to your path, and you will surely find the treasure you seek. That's a quote by Jackson Kiddard, who I'd never heard of before, but I found this little piece of paper that had this quote on it, and I just, that really resonated with me, and I think that really resonates with the message of this podcast, which is the things that are happening every day, the challenges that you're facing, the internal battles you're facing, the desire to be doing things that society or your family deems acceptable or normal, the desire to fit in, all of these things are such a shared experience and we feel and are so hard on ourselves. But in reality, all we can do is like enjoy the things that we know bring us comfort and every day try and just do the best that we can and we trust that we're on the right path and surround ourselves with love and fill ourselves with love and self-love and and as he says try we will surely find the treasure we seek which all I can I can imagine is happiness and love and contentment and partnership and connection and beauty in the world around us and one of the other things that I found it's like the funniest things you can find meaning and quotes and stuff that resonate with you and books and podcasts and movies and all these sorts of things so I actually found another thing that really resonated with me in our egg box so as many of you know eggs are we're having a bit of an egg crisis and so my roommate bless her soul went and got us super expensive eggs from the store and inside there was this little thing that you can fill out or whatever and it's like share with someone special whatever on the back and then on the front it's this little excerpt about their farm and it talks about their bird of the month it talks about how to get happy like a hen 
And the way that this person who wrote this talks about the hens, they're such simple messages, but, and it's funny because they're talking about hens, but I think it's so applicable even to our lives, right? Like sometimes when we think about things as simply as like a hen enjoys doing these things, why don't we do this? It kind of just made me realize, oh my gosh, sometimes all you have to do is go back to the simple things. So this little snippet of paper says, get happy like a hen. Our hens live simply. When we watch them go about their daily business, we've noticed four things that particularly delight them. Um, Turns out they're not limited to hens and they delight us too. So the first is getting out into nature. When the girls, they call the hens the girls, rush into the fresh sunbathed pasture after a safe night's sleep, it's pure joy. The second is socializing with friends. The third is self-care. And the fourth is being themselves. Every hen has her own personality and she is not shy to share it. Goofy, clingy, independent, and curious, each girl makes her flock unique. And the bird of the month is Eager Emmy. Eager Emmy sets out on her daily adventure, discovering new terrain in the fresh air and sunshine. And I know that sounds so silly. You know, get happy like a hen, bird of the month. And I sent this in a group chat with my friends, and I think they were like, what the fuck? But it sometimes takes remembering things in such a simple manner for us to be kinder to ourselves and for us to say, I can do that. A hen can do those things. A hen can socialize and do self-care. Like, I'm capable of doing that too. Even if it's a super basic or simple thing, uh, we we have the power to just, like, love ourselves and, and we put a pressure on ourselves to live and and adhere to standards. And all we can do instead is just learn to trust ourselves. And that's a journey. And it's a journey that I'm going on and... It will be a journey that I'm forever on because I don't think I will ever be content in not growing. And I'm thankful for that. But that is kind of what I wanted to jump on here and talk about is feeling lost and reconnecting to yourself and questioning bits and pieces of yourself and your identity and how more likely than not all the people around you are having the same experience. And if they're not, and you are super confident in yourself and know exactly who you are, drop some tips. Like, I'd love to hear it. Um, Some of my advice was doing the things, settling back into your routine, doing some things that you know you can rely on to bring you happiness and make you feel like you, Um, being kind to yourself, removing judgment, sharing with someone you love and trust, journaling or emoting in whatever way that or shape or form that takes, like if that's through movement, dance, expression, whatever, peeling back all the layers to understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling, um, sitting in your uncomfortableness and your discomfort, because what comes at the end of it is worth it. And, and becoming more sure of who you are is always worth it. So thanks for listening. Uh, this was kind of a hodgepodge episode that I just felt like I wanted to do today after, feeling like I had a day that was good, but not in the way that I expected. And I just wanted to come in here and talk to y'all because we haven't in a while. So if you made it through the episode, thank you so much. I hope that, you know, you feel a little less alone if you're feeling lost in the world or you're feeling disconnected to yourself. And I really thank you for listening. So until next time, we're signing off.